0: KMTT, Kimitzion Teze Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. It's Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's Shiur will be the Shiur in the Mitzvah Hashavit, the weekly Mitzvah, Rav Binyamin Tavori. The mitzvah that we will talk about today is a concept of giving matanot to a levi, or to a kohen, because they're Koanim and Levim, and not because of exterior benefits. In the halach it's called kohen ha-messayya Parshas Korach in general discusses the issues of leviyim. Of course, the original argument between Korach and from the Mishpachat Leviim, from the family of Leviim with Moshe, is the main topic that's discussed in this parsha. But interestingly, after the story of Korach is completed, the rest of the parsha de- deals with the mitzvahs of the Leviim of giving of their avodah in the Beit Hamikdash, as well as the requirement to give matanot to give the priestly gifts to the Koranim and Leviyim. At the end of the Parsha, the very last Pasuk, we have a rather enigmatic Pasuk. The Torah says V'lo chemet Yisrael lo v'lo tamutu The Pasuk says, when you do give the Tramosa and maslos, you should not create an Avera create something wrong with doing it Rashi's Sim- simply says the pshad is if you don't give it, there'll be a sin. But then it says that, lo but do not desecrate, do not be mechalel, the kachim, these holy objects, these apparently the matnot kuna, lo v'lo and you won't die. Rashi says, of course, that this implies that if a person is mechalel, if a person does somehow desecrate the concept of the kachim of these Kachim he is guilty of a death punishment. Now, what exactly are we talking about? What chilul are we talking about? The Gemara in Bicharos, in other places in Shas, it's perhaps even more well known, but the Sures in Bicharos says that a Kohen should not appear. To be someone who serves the owner of this of these matanot in order somehow to attain either these matanot or other matanot as well. He seems like a kohen who works in the granary to help the owner, apparently with an ulterior motive in mind. And then the gemara quotes the brisa that people. Who work in the granaries, in the factories of the, of the Yisraelim, of the people who are required to give these matanot. So you should not give them tumah umaser as their, as their reward. As their salary, as it were. And it says, and if they do do it, chililu. And if they do do it, somehow they desecrated the kachin. And then the Gemara quotes another pasuk, a pasuk in Malachi, She Beris Halevi." You've destroyed the covenant of, of the Levites of the Levim. And it says that They quote our pasuk, The Gemara says, "What's the source of the? What's the difference of the two psukim? Why do we have two psukim? Of course, the two psukim uh, certainly have a difference." in the weight of their instructions. A pasuk in Chumash is a real yeah. halacha. The pasuk in Malachi is an admonition of, of Nevi'im. Nevertheless, the Gemara deals with these two psukim as if they are similar sources. And the Gemara says, why do we need two psukim? Because the first pasuk would tell me that it's incorrect, improper to do it. But shichat and You've somehow destroyed the covenant. But it, you wouldn't say the severity of the punishment should be so much that you should die for doing such a thing. Therefore, they quite a Pasuk. Now, how seriously do we take this statement of Tosvus on the spot in Bechoros there says, It doesn't really mean that you're high of Misa. Toslus says it doesn't really mean you did you not know, Chayav Misa because we have sources where you list off all the people who are Misa and this one is not listed. But it means it's a very severe Avera. The Possum tells me something, it's very severe, but Toslus did not interpret that it really means Yechayav Misa. So, the Pasuk said, lo don't desecrate it, and you won't die. We already saw that, at least Joseph thinks, that the statement that, of, of, if you do do it, you deserve to die, is perhaps the more accurate way of putting it. You deserve to die, but not that you would die. It, it is really not a punishment, which is this it is not a, a sin, which is punishable by death. But let's for a minute, analyze what lo means. Lo means don't desecrate it. What was that? What would that mean? So the, the gemara does say that it's chilu. The, the Tosefta in Demai says it even more clearly. hare He's referring to the kohen who works in that granary, and we assume that the owner is going to give him either this. Uh, these, these, what he's, his salary in terms of chumat or perhaps they will give him more, or perhaps they will give him other things. So it says that, if he did give it to him, it is chulin. Now, the Gemara says, and the, the, he uh, was it. The Tosefta's language is even stronger, hare el This is chulin. In the Perush, that's attributed to Rabbi Nugersham, he says the Chumra Maser are really not hectic. They're not going to be Chumra Maser. They're Chulin. Normally, a person gave Chumra so they become imbued with the din of Chumra Maser. And of course, what you had before may now be eaten. But the, this parish attributed to Rabbeinu Gershom says that the Chumra Maser is actually not considered Chumra Maser, it's Chulin. It does not attain the property of Shumar And therefore, He did not fulfill the obligation. Therefore, a person who, who eats whatever it is, is, is actually eating Tevel. And of course, the punishment for Tevel is, is very, very severe. But one certainly could interpret the Tosefta in a similar fashion to the way one interpreted the tosus that Tarsus interpreted the Gemara. The Gemara said when it said Lotamutu, it doesn't really mean you're going to die. It means it's severe punishment. You really could learn that the Iser of Truma is the is not as severe. It's not really it's not really Truma, and therefore laws of Truma would not apply. Of course, I would not say that a, a person who is a czar could eat that. A person who is not a kohen is not allowed to eat it. I'm just saying it's chilo, it's a desecration, but it doesn't really mean that it became not, it did not become chumar maser. Now, this iser of the concept of kohen amaseya a kohen who helps in the granary, seems to be a real iser. On whom is this Yisr? Well, it's possible it's on the Kohen himself. The Kohen should not work in the granary. The, kohen should, the Obviously, working in the granary is only an example of trying to do something in order to g- attain Chumas and or do, giving a benefit to the person who's giving the Chumas for some ulterior motive. So, on whom is this Yisr actually? If we read the Rambam, in Hilchos Chumos, Perak Yudbeis, Halacha Yidches, we see Asur leKohen leUlvim leSaiyeh beVers Hagrenos Kedelitam Matanosayim. There's a real Isser on the Kohen, on the Levi, to help, and the granary to receive the matanos. The Chol Hamesayaya Chilal Hashem interesting phrase that's not simple to understand what the Rambam meant by it. The Rambam said whoever did it, he wanted to use the word Chilul because the Pasuk says, The Gemara said Chilul, the Tosafot said But apparently the Rambam didn't really think it's it's really chulin. He just said Chilul Kiddush Hashem. Somehow it's a desecration of the sanctity, uh, 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 very difficult to understand exactly what those words mean. And then he quotes the Pasuk in Malachi that you have destroyed the Bris So, first of all, it's interesting to note that the Ram didn't say Yechayev Misa. The death punishment is not mentioned here. It doesn't mention that the Truma Master was Mechulal that we we just discussed. If indeed the Truma master Chmasamasos in such a case were indeed Chmasamasos or not. The ram simply omits that. but it seems clear that the Ram says this Easter is on the Cohen. Also there's an Easter in the Kohen in the Levi to help to work in the base of it's an Easter on them. and of course quoting the Pasuk as he did, Bris Halevi, the Pasuk in Malachi, is an admonition to the Kohanim. The Rambam here does not bring the Pasuk of our Parsha. In our Parsha, the Rambam doesn't bring it at all. The Rambam just says the iser is Shichat and And it seems to be an iser on the Kohen. However, the Rambam then continues, va'asur li the uh, uh, the Yisrael, the Balabas, the one who is chayyaf to give these true masras, is forbidden to allow them to do it. He should give them their share with dignity. Not that they have to work for it, but in, in, in a sign of dignity and respect, he should give them the true masras. So it does seem at the end of the Rambam that the Eser is on the Yisrael as well. However, one could interpret that really the Eser is in the kohen according to the ramam, but since the israel would allow to them to do it, it's like a lifneiver. It's like he's causing the the kohen to do the Eser. Really, according to the ramam, it might be an Eser on the kohen. But if I would allow the kohen to do it, then I'm participating, as it were, in his avera. I'm en- enabling him to do the avera, and therefore I'd be for lifneiver. One could posit, and I think this is the opinion of the Aruch HaShulchan, that really the point of the Gemara that quoted both psukim can be explained further. The Gemara, as we said before, asked why do you need two psukim, And the Gemara said from the Pasuk of of Karach, we would learn the severity of the punishment for this Avera, namely that Yechayi Misa, or at least Ke'in Misa, like Tosfa said. But we could learn that the two psukim are necessary to tell me they are two separate yisurim. The pasuk in Korach, that's refers to the lack of dignity that's afforded to the koanim, somehow by causing them or helping them to work to attain the, true, the matanot which they should have received automatically. And that Easter the Pasuk in Korach, might be referring to the Yisrael, to the Balabas, who owns the factories, who owns the Beta HaGranot, who allow the Koranim and Levim somehow to work for him, do him favors, in order to receive the Matanot. In fact, uh, it was brought in the name of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, a question, if you're even allowed to say thank you to the to the balabas who gives you the true Muslim masros. maybe saying thank you itself is some sort of a a payment, as it were, for the gifts. This question, of course, came up in in, in when you lend money, and uh, you're not allowed to lend money with rebates We're not allowed to lend money with interest. So people have asked whether you're allowed to say thank you. Is thank you considered partly? Uh, you give him back more than you get. Apparently, what Shlomo Zalman said, the Yisra, uh, there's this does not mean you can't say thank you. Thank you is a, a simple sign of politeness, of Hakara satov, and it's not what we're talking about in our situation of trying to get the matanot through work, through some sort of service for the owner. But nevertheless, we said there might be two Iserim. The Pasuk, Lotichalov, Lotamutu, is referring to the Yisrael whereas Shichat and Brit is an admonition directly to the Quran. I mean, you have destroyed the, the Brit HaLevi. So therefore, you are responsible. So it could be, in fact, the two Yisurim. Now, we have learned that the iser is phrased in the Torah as Lo It seems to be a very severe Avera in the Gemara. Tosa somehow mitigated the, this iser. By, by saying that you're not really chayav of Misa, we pointed out that in the Rambam, he doesn't quote at all the Pasuk in Karach, and he doesn't say that there's a chayav of Misa, and he doesn't say that the Peros are Chulin, or that it wasn't effective. The most remarkable statement in this context, I found in a Tarsus read in Kedushin. The Gemara there discusses whether you're allowed to give a Kohen a Maton Aminas L'Hachsir. Matana amras is well known as a gift that is given with a t'nai with the stipulation that the coin return it to you. This is, of course, the practice that was common uh, once upon a time. Today, I found that more people uh, buy their own lulav and esrog, and you don't see the necessity of doing such a halachic trick today. When I was younger, many, many, many years ago, I remember that most shuls they had very few esrogim and lulav him. One or two or three people in the whole shul had an esrog and a luluf. And other people used to borrow it, but we know that borrowing it is not sufficient. You have to own a, the lulav the first day. So the general accepted practice, quoted in the Gemara, is to give someone a matanamnas l'achsir. A matanamnas l'achsir means I gave you a gift which is completely yours. The moment you have it, it is completely yours with the stipulation that you return it. If you don't return it, then it wasn't considered yours in the first place. But when you do return it, then it was considered yours from the very first moment that you had it, until you returned it, it's considered yours. And, you could be yotze Esrog, you could fulfill the mitzvah of Esrog, and little of, the Gemara says that you should not do this with a with Matanos you should not do this with a Kohen, because it looks like a Korona, it looks like our problem, that you're somehow the Kohen is doing a favor to the Israel in order to get the matnas Kona, and perhaps because of this favor, in the future he'll give him other gifts, and perhaps he'll give him regular gifts without matanam The Tosas Rid and Kedushin on that Gemara says Pirush midaraisa bechol titztaki diyavi According to biblical law, any trick. Even matanam as really works. Chachamim asru lita in lekohen The Chachamim forbade the Kohen to do it. Mishum the mitzvah min hamufchar he lita in lekohen dava sheyagia Hana v'lo sheyitein labescharo. The Tosafist read says it's a. The best way to do a mitzvah, mitzvah min amovcha, the best way to do it is to give a coin something that from which the coin can derive hanah, and not to give him as somehow as a salary or something he doesn't benefit from. Of course, within the context of that Gemara in Kedushin, we should recall the Gemara compares it to Kedushin and by Kedushin. We should also discuss what would be the din of Matana or such a case if a person gave uh, his bride a ring or anything else with the intention that she must return it to him. Would that work according to biblical law? There also, we could discuss the concept that the, the groom, the chassan, must give the kala, must give the bride something from which she can derive hanan, not just to give her kesef, not just to give her uh, something either money or the value of money, but to give her something from which she has Hanah, and that, of course, is a major discussion in the laws of Kedushin. For our purposes, however, we should remember that the Gemara there in the, is in the context of Kedushin, but nevertheless, the Gemara quotes by Kohen, to give a Kohen, the Matan the Gemara says, theoretically, it would be effective, however, it looks like a Karnim Sebe Vesagronos, the the, uh, the uh, Rid says uh, it really would work, but it's us in Drabana. It could be that the Tosos is only referring to the case of Matana Maslahaxir, and he says that the Gemara says is It seems like a Meseb Vesagranos. It doesn't mean to say necessarily that the Tosos would say a real Meseb Vesagranos also is effective. But nevertheless, that's the impression that one gets from the Torah's read. That, according to Sevei Sagranos, we would learn more like the Rambam. More like the Rambam said, it's a din that you shouldn't do it. Chilel, Kiddush Hashem, some sort of a disgrace and of Kiddush Hashem is involved, but I wouldn't say necessarily that it's not effective, and I wouldn't say that you're high Misa. Now, the this halacha of Kohen and would seem to apply to Matnos Kuna. What we've learned in Vayikra. We know the Matnos Kuna have de- different laws as refers to Chumas, Masos, Chumas maser, sh- ma- uh, maser, bikurim. All these are matnas kuna. I'd like to discuss one specific mat, mat, matana, which is also mentioned in our parsha, and that's the mitzvah of Pidyan haben, the mitzvah of giving giving to the kohen the redemption, as it were, for the Bukhar who was born. Now, this is a, the only matana that applies easily bisman hazeh. The other mitzvahs of uh and masros, according to the Rambam at least, are the Rabbanan. They do not apply according to Biblical law. And today, practically, we don't give Trumas and to anyone. Whatever can be eaten can be eaten. Whatever cannot be eaten is put away in a separate place and we allow it just to somehow turn bad by itself. But we don't give it to Karnam and Levim. Pitya of course, the custom is to give to a Kohen. The reason the Torah said you should give it to a Kohen, in general, of Mat kuna, it says, it's a tmura, it's a payment for the work that they do in the Bais HaMikdash. Today, the halacha would still apply that we would give the opinion I bent to the Kohen, even though the Kohen today doesn't work in the base of but because he'd be willing to work in the base of Migdash because he wants to work in the base of because he wants to be responsible in the base of Migdash and in the future he will work in the base of So, because of that, we give him the matanos, even if the reason is because Avod avodaschem, the law of kohen masev Vesagranos would seem to apply to Pinyin HaBen as well. And Tulsus in Becharos says clearly that yes, this law applies to Pinyin HaBen as well. The Rambam in Hilchos Bikurim says a law that we should try to understand carefully. The Rambam says Ratzah hakoin lahachzir lo machzir. This is something that's very common today we give the Kohen the chamisha slayim, we give him the amount that's necessary to be for Ben. and if the Kohen then wishes to return it, he can't however he should not give to the Kohen who with the intention that he should return it there would be a question of gamemir's Das would be a question do you really mean to give it or did you give mean it do you give it only as a loan However, if you did give it—no, not however—if you did give it to him and the coin indeed returned it, Pidyan Aben was not effective because he must come to the realization: the person who is giving it must understand that he is giving him a, a complete gift, no strings attached. The Kohen is certainly allowed to return it if he so wishes. But you're not allowed to give it to him with the intention that he return it to him because then it's not considered a real Matana. Then the Rambam goes on, But if you give him the Matana and you make a stipulation, you make a tnai, and in your tnai you say clearly that I... It, if this is a matana, this is a gift, if he will return it. The Ramam says, if you do it, it's effective. Because that is a matana gemura. A matana gemura, like we learned by Asrog, if I give it to him, it's his, at least for the time that he has it, until he returns it, it's completely his. So therefore, the Ram says it works. The Kesef Mishnah on the spot says, I don't understand. The Gemarian Kiddushin said that. You shouldn't do it. You're a Kohen MSag Granos. Why did the ramah omit that? Why did the ramah seem to feel that you could give it to, to a Kohen emasaya, to a kohen, even if you give him Athanas Lahzir? The Gemara said that it only works it does it, it is effective, but you know how to do it. Why didn't the Ram say you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it? The De David, one of the classic uh, mefarshim on Tasefta says that indeed the Ramam thought so also. He said, the Gemara seems to say it. The Gemara says in Kedushin, that you can give Matanos Kuna, you can give it to a Kohen, but it's also because of Kodmaseh agranos. So he says the Ramam said it too. Why did he not repeat it? Because he said once you say it one time, you don't have to repeat it every single time. The Ramam said it in one context in the original laws of Trumas and Masros, and it applies to Omat Naskula. However, most interpretations uh, disagree with this Chaz David, and think that there indeed is a distinction between the case of Opinion of Ben and Trumas and Masros. And one distinction might be very, very, very simple and practical. With Trumas and Masros, when I would give a... Uh, uh, the balabas, I give the owner something in order to attain the chumasamasos, and masos, it could be that my intention is to get, have an in with this coain, with this balabas, with this uh, owner of the factory or whatever, and therefore have a position that from now on he'll always give me everything. We have a relationship, we've created a relationship. And therefore my ul- ulterior motives might not just be for this particular case, but might be for the future. In pidyon it's a one-time affair. A person has one son, one Peter Rechem, although it's true, if he had more than one wife, he could theoretically have another one, but the odds are very slim against that. And most people today, as a matter of fact, the incident of, of pidyon Aben, it happens to be a very small percentage of births in the first place. We won't explain the technical details right now, but I, I think it's less than 25% of families have a and since this is not an occasion that will probably recur, the idea of koinim, is not as severe as in the case of That would be a very simple explanation. There might be other explanations as well. The Raghachev uh, suggested that there's a difference because when I give the Cohen the money, the money inherently has, is, is just t- money, it doesn't have any special significance until I give it to the Kohen, at which time the son is, is definitely nifter, uh, he's redeemed. With trumas and Masros, there's a din within the fruit itself. The fruit is tavel and it becomes kodesh. the the uh, The object itself becomes kodesh. The concept of shichat and bris halevi is referring to the thing itself, which has some sort of kedusha, which has some sort of uh, a, a a concept within the tefua itself, within the the produce itself. And therefore, he feels the ruchachaver felt that it really only applies to trumas and Masros and doesn't apply to a to a to Pinyin Aben. Assuming that the laws of Cardinal Service Agranos are really severe and apply to Pinyin Aben as well, we would have a very interesting idea that was suggested to by the Chassam Sofer. There is a major discussion whether women can serve as koanim for the purpose of Pinyin Aben. That discussion is not within the time limit of Arshi or today. Suffice it to say, there are opinions based on the Tosus and Kedushin that women could serve as a Kohen for the purpose of Pinyin Ben. This is not a practice that seems to have been encouraged and, and since many people disagree, it was certainly discouraged, but nevertheless, such an opinion occurs. The Chassam Sofer had a, a brilliant Uh, let's call it a a chap, a brilliant uh, sharp point based upon this question and our question together. Today, for all practical purposes, to the best of my knowledge, in most cases, at opinion of Ben, the coin does give the money back. Either he gives back the money itself, or he buys a gift for the parents or for the child the issue of Kohen with might be an issue. According to many Poskim, I said Tosfes and many Poskim, some think even the Ramam thinks so. This is an issue by Pinyin Ben. The Kohen should not do something which somehow reflects that you're not doing it, you're not getting the Matanot in a dignified way, but somehow you feel that you owe something back to the person that gives it to you. The Chassam Sofer said, the iser of Kohen Messiah Besagranos HaGranos refers to the Kohen who works in the Beis HaMikdash. And he, or the Levi who works in the Beis HaMikdash, should receive their salary, as it were, the Tshumos masros, or their Matanos Kuna, as gifts, because they work. It's actually a salary. They should not really be treated as a gift that I somehow toss a dog a bone. Rather, it's a maskoret, it's a salary that they got for working in the Beis HaMikdash. This is their function in the world and therefore their fu- this function should be rewarded properly with a salary and the salary is called Matnot kuna. Says the Chassam Sofer, if that would be true a woman who could get Pinina ben perhaps she could get Pinina ben but she would not get pininah ben for the avoda of for her avoda in the base she doesn't get do the avoda in the base what would be the reason she would get it because she's a kohen she has the status of being a kohen if that were true as i said based on the Tosis and Kedushin. if this is true the Chassam sof says our custom that of giving the matana to the kohen today might better be served by giving it to a to, a, uh, to Mrs. Cohen because then if she returns it, it's not a problem. Kroen Vista Granos would only apply to males and not to females. Of course, this is a very interesting curiosity quoted by, cited by the Chassam Sofer. Halacha. I would not recommend giving the Pinyin aben to a Cohen In terms of a theoretical situation, I think it's an interesting discussion.